everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 93 of Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and for today's episode we are going to have a plenty of topics for you guys, especially if you guys are psychologists or really big into the psychology field. Our first topic that we're really going to talk about today and we're going to start off our podcast is the idea of transference, counter-transference, and projection. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of in-depth conversations about that. Our second topic, we are going to talk about tourist season because now the season has now shifted from Aries to Taurus. I know the Taurus new moon also was in store last week. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about and obviously our weekly tarot card reading for you guys that we are going to continue here on the podcast if you guys are a big fan please like and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast and spotify your subscriptions will help boost the podcast overall and if you know someone that is going through something mentally you know send them out this podcast send them out some other resources resources all of them will be in the show description so find a psychologist Get help, everybody. We all need it from time to time and continue to try to work on yourself. But without further ado, let's get started with the first topic of today's podcast. All right, everybody, let's get started with our first topic of today's podcast. So I know I mentioned in the intro that there's going to be three terms that I'm going to throw at you guys. And again, like these are terms that I want you guys to start thinking about as you start interacting with other people or people have interacted with you or because, you know, we're busy people and we love to talk to people, right? We have to converse with people. So being aware of some of these terms can help you with realizing and becoming more mindful and aware of what people are doing or what they're going through, right? So with this first term, we're going to start this first topic with the term projection. Projection is a defense mechanism. I know I've done podcasts on defense mechanisms in the past, but projection to me is the one that really stands out the most for me. For some reason, it always catches my eye. But what projection is, is it involves attributing one's own feelings, desires, or qualities onto another person, group, animal, or object. For example, during a classroom, right? We, you know, we've all been to school before. So during the classroom, the classroom bully is someone who teases other children for crying, but is also quick to cry 
this is an example of projection because what they're doing is they're projecting their own sense of shame and weakness for crying onto others as a means for self-protection. So what this is, is pretty much, right? We have defense mechanisms that try to protect us and defend us from actually doing the internal reflection that we need in order to grow. And the thing with projection is, is we are taking our own anxieties, our own fears, our own emotions onto other people. So instead of doing the inner work for ourselves, we are pushing it for someone else to deal with. So if you guys have ever experienced a bully, maybe this bully is has a lot of insecurities. Maybe this bully has a lot of things that they don't like about themselves. So what they do is instead of doing the inner work, they are bullying other people and making them feel what they feel. So like for that example, crying, a bully that does not like crying wants to make others cry because they don't like to cry within themselves. So that is an example of projection. So there is also multiple forms of projection. So the five forms are as follows. The first form, attributing one's own bothersome qualities onto someone else. So this is the example that I just mentioned, right? So if a bully has an undesirable or a bothersome quality about them, they are taking it and trying to get others to display that quality. The second form, this is when someone is attributing one's positive qualities on someone else. So projection does not always have to be negative. It could also be positive. So even if, so like, let's say we have a challenge of rewarding ourselves or, you know, like giving ourselves enough credit. We will overhype and we will, you know, project those positive qualities onto other people as well. But the thing that we're avoiding is, right, giving ourselves credit for the work that we have done, the accomplishments we have achieved. So this is very common for people that struggle with listening to validation and struggle with receiving gifts and receiving the positive reinforcement. The third one, this is when there's an assuming or an assumption that the other people share your same beliefs, opinions, and priorities. So that is an example. This is called complementary projection. The next one is assuming other people have the same skills and abilities as you. This is complementary projection. So there's complementary and complementary projection. I don't know why they just they didn't make the terms a little bit like sounding a little bit different. They made it sound too similar. But either way though, this is when both of these you can kind of combine where you have a person that just assumes that you believe in the same things that they believe and then also believing the same skills and abilities that you have. So let's say like me and you, me and this person are playing baseball with each other. They're just going to assume that we have the same skill and abilities. But who knows? Maybe I might be an even better baseball player than the other person. You never know because you're assuming what the other person is feeling, doing, abilities, beliefs, opinions. And when we assume, we can be let down as well. 
And then the last form of projection is irrationally believing in the projection and its consequences. So this is called either delusional projection or paranoia. So this is when people are, so let's say we are already projecting, right? So we are already taking out someone else's negative qualities, right? So the negative qualities for ourselves, we are already projecting that onto other people. And then we also believe that that person is all of those qualities and also the consequences as well. So let's say, you know, we'll stick with that bullying example, right? So let's say this bully has, does not like crying, cannot stand crying. So they project that onto other people. So when we cry, right, we're viewed as weak. There also could be consequences to crying. Like, so like there's consequences to crying, right? Usually sometimes when people cry, they're viewed as weak. Right. So what's happening is this same bully that has now projected his own insecurities onto the other person because they're crying is also believing that they are these qualities and also the consequences that these people are crybabies that they need to man up. And that's just that's what the delusion projection or paranoia comes in. Right. This is where, you know, people think. Oh, this person's out to get me. You are projecting your own fears and anxieties onto other people. We need to question that belief. And that is where, you know, therapy and other resources are there to help you guys work on this projection because it's a very tough defense mechanism. So that is the first term that I wanted to throw at you guys. My apologies if I went too fast at all. You guys can either slow down the podcast or speed up. Just let me know. But my question, just to wrap up this first term, and it'll be on the show description. Have you ever projected onto another person? If so, what was it that you projected onto them? Was it an insecurity? Was it a fear? Was it an emotion? Ask yourself that question. And how can we work on it? So that is our question for our first term. Now for... The last two terms, so I'm going to combine these together and then we'll wrap up our first topic of today's podcast. Transference and countertransference. So this is a more psychological term involving the therapist and client relationship, right? So transference is when the client is taking on the qualities of the therapist. So these, so let's say your therapist is doing a good job actively listening and stuff, a good quality for the client to learn, right? Is, you know what? I've had a really great conversation with this person. I'm going to continue those qualities for other people. This person is very, you know, understanding if a therapist is doing their job right, right? Like very understanding, they're actively listening, And I'm going to do that and apply that in my life. Part of being a therapist is also modeling for your clients that, you know, this is a way you got to take care of yourself. This is a space for you to focus on you. And the client will pick up on those qualities. And then countertransference. So you have transference, which is the qualities in which the client is getting from and learning from their therapist, there's also the contrary where the therapist is also learning qualities from their clients. And this is where counter transference comes in. 
And this is where we need to be careful as therapists or any other professionals. In this dynamic, it's very similar, where we are learning things from each other. Transference and countertransference. It could be you you meet a new friend and you're you're gaining qualities from this new friend and your friend is also gaining qualities from you. So it goes both ways. We're, we're beings of energy. And when we exchange energy, we are, you know, we are working together. We are learning things about each other. And we're either growing or we're taking steps back, depending on who we meet. And that is where the term transference and countertransference comes into play. So not it does not only have to apply for the therapist and client relationship, it could apply for any relationship. It could be as simple as picking up someone's sayings or picking up some specific words people say. It could also be body language, physical gestures. You're picking up on little details that the other person is doing subconsciously. Sometimes it's consciously, but even subconsciously, even when you're not aware, you are picking up on some of the qualities. And that is why, you know, when it comes to psychology, that's why this dynamic of transference and countertransference is so essential for therapists, because we need to model ourselves as people that, you know, are taking care of ourselves and, you know, we are, you know, we're empathetic and we're trying to actively listen because the clients will also pick up on those skills as well and apply it to their everyday life. So when it comes to transference, so we'll stick with transference first. So this is qualities in which your friend is picking up on you. So if you guys have ever made new friends and they start to mimic some of your own behaviors or your own sayings, that is transference. So for instance, let's say for me, like I have always, I always, I have always had like some cool, like weird sayings or like, like corny sayings that I've said before and people have taken them and they've actually, used, they've actually used it uh, to talk in, in like friends discussions and stuff. <clears throat> the point is right, is being able to identify, okay, this is what Okay, so my friend or my people around me, they're sort of getting this from me. They can also pick up on positive and negative and negative qualities as well. So for my people that are very emotionally dependent, we need to assess ourselves and ask ourselves, are we mimicking our partner or our friend's behavior because we are feeling lonely and we need it? We need to be mindful of the positive and negative qualities we are learning from, being aware, being mindful. That is the big secret, people. So that is transference. And now counter-transference is qualities you are getting from the other person. So it's an exchange of energy, right? And that's something we have to question ourselves too. Like, are we picking up on qualities from our friends, both positively and negatively? What do I need to work on to work on those negative qualities? What are some positive things, you know, that I'm working on that I'm doing really good at? So these are all questions we need to ask ourselves because transference is real. Very quickly, you can meet one person and it can immediately change your life, either for the good or for the or for the worst. And we need to be aware of the transference that is going on. We need to be aware of projection if people are taking out their own 
insecurities onto us. You can think about it and start to be aware of these terms and if they're seen in your everyday life. We're picking up things from our parents all day, all day. And they're also picking up things from us as well. Some of them will admit to it or not, but it goes both ways. A relationship is an energy exchange. We're learning from the person and they're learning from us. So let's be mindful and aware of what are we learning and if we need to change or we are moving for the better. So that's something for you guys to think about. But that concludes the first topic of today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the three terms. These are three terms that have really stuck by me for these past couple months being a therapist and being a counselor. So I just wanted to share some insight and hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But we are going to take a quick break here and we're going to get into our second topic, which is a combination of Taurus season, Taurus new moon and weekly Terra. So you guys are listening to your spiritual best friend with your host, Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up and coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, It's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcasts. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second topic of today's podcast. The first topic, we talked a lot about projection, transference and countertransference and how we can start to see that in the people we hang out with and also the people around us. Now we're going to talk about astrology. We're going to get into a lot of tourist season and some key dates in which during these Next, about like month or so, the energy we're going to be feeling and any key or important dates or planet shifts that we might be experiencing during tourist season. So first, we'll start with describing tourist season. So for the past month or so, up until April 20th, we were in a fiery Aries energy. So Aries is, you know planet ruler of Mars, all about physical action, getting stuff done. Tauruses are more slow and steady wins the race. These are people that can be very hardworking, very grounded, very big on the five senses and materialism, but they can take their time to doing things. 
And because of their taking of the time, a lot of people view them as slower thinkers or slower movers. But just because someone just because it might take someone extra time to get to the point doesn't mean that the person is slow or doesn't mean that they do not know what they're doing. They're just trying to before they make a decision, you know, making sure that it is calculated and ready to go. That being said, though, Tauruses are fixed energy and fixed energy signs are usually very stubborn. For Tauruses, that's one of the qualities that really signifies themselves as very stubborn. And once they are stuck in their ways, it's very hard for them to get out of it. But that is just something to think about with the Tauruses. But again, very grounded, very practical, very big on the five senses. So these people love food. They love nice smells. They love nice things and material things helps them show that. So as Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus is the planet of love and senses and beauty. And that is where Tauruses come in when it comes to that sense of beauty. So think about the planet in which the sign is ruled under and you start to learn a little bit more. But that is the energy that we're going to be feeling now as we are now in the heat of the spring. So you're going to feel more of the warmer weather. You're going to feel more of the flowers have now sprouted. The rain has gone away as much. And the dates for Tauruses range from April 20th to May 19th so that's when it's going to eventually be into Gemini season so around like that May 18th May 19th range yeah I believe it's even like May 20th May 21st around there that is when Taurus the earthy Taurus energy switches to Gemini but either way though we're going to feel this type of energy over the next couple of dates because you know we're now in Taurus season now So here are some important dates just for you guys, just to think about as we are going through tourist season. So starting right away on April 20th to May 14th, Mercury is going to enter into retrograde. So during this time period, our communication, also like the way how we express ourselves, there's going to be a lot of miscommunications during this time period as Mercury is the planet of communication. Mercury is the messenger of the planet. So the fact that it's going in the retrograde, it's moving backwards. There's going to be some bumps in the road during this Taurus season. And if you really think about it, Taurus is all about groundedness making sure that we are on the right path, we are taking care of ourselves and we're grounding ourselves as we are going through this journey. We're not just acting impulsively. And now that Mercury is in retrograde, there could be things and internal conflicts that we are all going to experience during this time period where you have one side of us that wants to, you know, ground ourselves and get ourselves together there could be another side that's like pushing us to do these things and do other things and those two sides will be clashing you have the mercury messenger and you have the stable cool calm collected Taurus sun energy that is just clashing with one another so that should be very interesting so for everyone that is feeling that now it's up until may 14th the day before my birthday so happy birthday <laughs> for me uh, mercury retrograde is going to end 
And uh, then Jupiter is moving to the fiery Leo, which will happen later in May. So that's going to be something that's very interesting. That's going to be very, it's going to be coming very soon, people. So it's going to be intense and it's going to be a very interesting energy that we're going to feel. Another important date for this month is the full moon. So the full moon is going to be in Scorpio, the intense Scorpio energy and that is going to take place at, on May 5th. So mark your calendars, guys. May 5th, that is when the full moon in Scorpio is going to come in. Taurus is all about groundedness, you know, and material things and comfort. Scorpio is all, Scorpio is all about digging deeper, finding the mysterious, right? Like expansion, intensity. Well, not expansion, but like intensity, like going and digging deeper. Tauruses, they do it in a surface level. Scorpios are more opposite. They do it in a more an intense and magnifying level. So that is what we're going to feel around that May 5th energy or that date is that intense energy, that emotional intense energy that we are going to feel. Maybe even getting us into thinking deeper or going into the mysterious more, like the unknown, the unexplained. This is the type of energy that is different from Tauruses. They pride themselves on finding comfort, security. Scorpios want to find and discover the unknown, the mysterious. So that's just something to really think about during this month. So those are the two big things for to expect during Taurus season. You have the Mercury being in retrograde, and then you also have the full moon in Scorpio. So those are a couple dates that I just wanted you just to throw at you guys right away. I don't want to hit you guys with too much information right off the bat, but just think about in terms of your communication, any blocks that you might be experiencing, whether that is with families, friends, coworkers, Mercury and retrograde coming into play will throw all these curveballs at us. So just be prepared for that. And to add to our astrology discussion, I'm going to give you guys just a Scorpio full moon description. So these are some opportunities to expect during the Scorpio full moon. During this time period around May 5th, you guys will see how a tenacious approach helps override obstacles. By taking that step of adding more intensity into your approach, it can really get things moving and get things set in motion. Another one is having a powerful sexual experience. This could be another thing too for you guys, not only getting closer and connected with your body, but also experiencing that intensity that is that exact, that sexual expression. Some challenges that you guys are going to face during this full moon, feeling torn between wanting change and wanting things to stay the same. So that's going to be that clash, right? And the retrograde being in Mercury is not going to help as well as there's going to be a stuck between a clash between wanting change, but then also trying to stay the same. Another challenge is experiencing uncertainty about whether to take things at face level. So there's going to be like a second guess or a judge, right, to decide, should I take this at face level or is this deeper than what it needs to be? Right. So that's something to think about during this full moon. Some affirmations for you guys. I trust my core instincts, treasure Treasures reside below the surface. I own my power. 
I am resilient. You say those things to yourselves that'll help you get through this full moon in a couple weeks. And some self-care rituals for everyone. Read something erotic. Explore a mysterious subject. So something you're curious to know more. I think that can really help you guys find that intensity. To wrap up the full moon part of our podcast today, here are some questions for you guys to do some self-reflecting for my journalers out there and people that enjoy writing. The first question, in what ways would I describe myself as tenacious? Again, the question, in what ways would I describe myself as tenacious? The second question, how has my sexuality evolved over the past year? Again, just to repeat, how has my sexuality evolved over the past few years? And then the third question, how amped am I to dig below the surface when dealing with practical matters? Again, how amped am I to dig below the surface when dealing with practical matters? So those are the three questions, and I'll make sure, again, I'll put them in the show description so that way you guys can copy them and also jot them down in your own journals as this full moon is happening. Because if you guys have listened to this podcast every new moon and full moon, it's a great time to reflect and think about things. How have they, how has your month been? How have you been giving yourself time to reflect on what you need moving forward? So those are the questions. Those are the signs, and that is pretty much it for our second topic. So we're going to wrap up the podcast with our weekly tarot as usual. Before I get into our weekly tarot reading for you guys, I'm going to give you guys a special announcement. So for this week, there's going to be two podcasts coming out. I'm finishing up my final, so I apologize. I have not been posting as consistently, but... For this week, I also have a special interview that'll be out on Saturday. So this podcast is out, obviously, today on Thursday. And we have another podcast that'll also be out this Saturday. So I have a very special interview lined up for you guys there. You guys can tune in on all the listening platforms for that as well. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up in that regard. And now on to our tarot card reading for the week. So before I get started again, I just want to say thank you, ancestors, again, for giving me and all my listeners the platform, you know, to hear your guidance and wisdom. It definitely does mean a lot. So my question for everyone just to think about is what are what is the energy that me and my podcast listeners should expect for this upcoming week? So again... For this upcoming week coming up, what is the energy that me and my podcast listeners should expect? So now I'm going to shuffle the deck. If you guys hear the card shuffling. All right. Not to worry. And then we'll go from there. I'll do a couple more shuffles. And then we'll go from there. All right. Let's get started. One, two, and three. All right, people. So this is the energy in which we should be expecting for the next couple for this week coming up. 
right? So this is what we have here. So first we have Strength. So Strength is a major Arcana card. It is eight. So it's eight on the major Arcana. And what this means is Strength, Courage, Persuasion, and Patience. The Strength card represents, as the name already suggests, Strength, Courage, all the above. It tells you that you have the power and strength to overcome any obstacle. The card also tells you that you have the capacity to stay positive and stay and think logically in stressful situations that test your patience and strength. Be it through compassion, cunning, or understanding, strength signifies that you can obtain true control of a situation and not simply the power to forcefully impose your will. You are committed to what you need to do, and you go out, you go about it in a very balanced and mature way. Keep behaving this way, and you will be successful in anything you want to accomplish. So with this, right, it's tapping into your inner strength, right? Being mature, staying calm, and handling conflicts in a very mature way. You have the strength and the power to do so. The second card in our reading we got, which is the Knight of Wands. So the Knight of Wands is a very interesting card. I know I've had this a couple times on a couple readings. So the Knight of Wands represents self-confident, passionate, free. The Knight of Wands represents a deep desire to have it all. Money, success, property, love, you name it. If you had a magic wand that you could have, you could wave and have, and receive your deepest desires, what would you wish for? Well, the bad news is magic wands only exist in the Terra and fairy tales. <laughs> the good news is you already have the power inside of you to make your dreams come true. A lot of times the Knight of Wands represents a move. This could be connected to a career change or might pose a much needed change of scenery. The Knight suggests doing this with, hassle, with haste, but don't ride off into battle without your sword. You'll want to be much smarter than that. Everything must be planned. Everything, if things don't go accordingly, you want to make sure that you are not jumping into a situation without thoroughly, thoroughly weighting the pros and cons. Man, my reading's a little off today. <laughs> so with this one, this is all about self-confidence, being passionate, free, but also though, thinking before you react, right? And before you embark a new change, right? So before you tap in and get into that new change, we need to think about things, create a plan because we cannot go into battle with a wand. We need to go into battle with a sword, right? And then the last one, this one is 10 of cups. I like the visualization of this card because you can see literally 10 cups and people are holding hands and people are this looks like a big celebration and and that let's see what it is so for 10 of cups this is happiness family harmony maybe it was the 10 of cups that stevie wonder spoke when he sang there is a ribbon in the sky for our love indeed this rainbow filled card is good um, and for whoever chooses it, as it symbolizes harmony, peace, and positivity. The card denotes strong family bonds and long-awaited reunions. 
and embodies love, togetherness, fortune, and all good things in life. If you have been separated from family or close friends, the Ten of Cups indicates you will soon have a reunion with them. This may be from a wedding anniversary or another festive event. The Ten of Cups also assures you that you will be rewarded for any hard work you have done. Overall, you'll be feeling secure and content in life. You have to work hard to get to this point. Enjoy it. So with this card, it's all about happiness, family, harmony, really finding peace. So this week coming up, we have tapping into our inner strength, thinking before creating our new plan, and also striving to get that peace and balance. Because one of the things about this reading, the Ten of Cups is also inverted, so it's upside down and flipped. I know for me, it usually means... Whenever a card is flipped, it's usually something that is the opposite of what it's saying. So for me, in particular, it's something I need to work towards for this week coming up. Finding that happiness instead of the happiness, you know, coming into me in the harmony, which makes sense for me. I don't know about for you guys, but I know for me it does. So that is our reading. That is our full podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed and hopefully learned something new about projection, transference, and counter-transference. Hopefully you guys can apply these things into your life and try, you know, to ground yourself during this tour season. Trust me, guys, you guys are going to need it, especially after all the work we have put in between January or from the past year on to now. So this is supposed to be a chiller time. I know Mercury's in retrograde though. So be patient with yourselves during this time period as well. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It definitely would mean a lot to me. I need to get my ratings up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So any little bit helps. But have a wonderful night. Stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.